right now from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Back in the saddle, Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly. Where are you, sir? Where you been, Willie? Just been gone. Been gone. Been away. Gone fishing. Seems like you were gone for two weeks. Uh, it's it's good to hear. It's yeah. Good to hear. I never take two weeks off, though. You never take two weeks off because my theory is give them two weeks, they'll learn they can live without you. So I, You know what? No I, more than a week at a time. I bet. Uh, after two weeks off, almost that you were here at like seven in the morning. You just couldn't wait to get into the building. <laughs> yeah, that was me, bright eyed, bushy tailed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I I I've been kind of in a news blackout for several days, but I did. Uh, but I did kind of catch up on some reading and see that we now have a. It's no no longer a two man a two man series in the cup cup series. The defending champion is. Reared his head, and he is now t- to be heard from, right? Mr. Truex, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about a uh, little uh, road course testing in Charlotte. Got to talk about Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle Busch mashup and, uh, how, and how that's going. Uh, Kyle Busch uh, charms another. <laughs> and uh, what else we got going? We got to uh, talk a little Chad, Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. Those kids are going to they're gonna, they're gonna make it forever, I think, you know? Yep, and uh, on top of all that, uh-huh. we've what got, got we've got a question for Hey Willie. Really? Yes, our hashtag Hey Willie. Uh, because I am an unlicensed, uncertified life coach. Yes, and uh, again, it can Un- be you go on Twitter, you hashtag Hey Willie, and he will answer any question. I so, can't wait. Moving on, and we'll play the birthday game at the end, right? Absolutely. But we start with what do you know? What do you know? What do you know? Martin Truex Jr. Now I I, uh, I tend to think that uh, I tend to think they are now back on the rails. I mean he's he almost won a plate race, which he's almost done before, <laughs> but he has never won one. But he turns around. I mean he's he's ready to roll again. It seems like they are very very close to getting right back where they were a year ago, except that a year ago it was only the seventy eight team. Now you got you know Kyle and, and Kevin. I mean, is it going to be a three man race all the way down, or or do you see anybody else? NASCAR this week. I put the question out there. NASCAR <laughs> oh, this week and many get, papers, hundred and some my, papers throughout the land. Let me get my cheat sheet. Uh, the question was put uh, out there: who could who uh, might make it a four man race? Uh, so right now it's obviously Kyle Busch, Kevin Hartwick, Martin Truex, Junior. And uh, who could be the guy who could turn it into a four-man battle? And your answer was Brad Keselowski. Keselowski. I would, I would say, boy, that's genius. That's really smart. And a guy like you, you know, you've been covering uh, motorsports since the motor, basically. And I would say, man, that's if he says that it, it must be true. But I tend to th- also think that maybe Brad should, you know, maybe win a race again before you could lump him into a big four. Yeah. No. So what makes you think, Brad? Well, what the deal is is uh, Stuart Haas Racing, right? Yeah, they're the guys that uh, have found the secret sauce. Yes, and they and Kevin Harvick's team specifically has yeah. got the secret sauce. Gotcha. 
And because it's always like one car in a team that has the secret sauce. It doesn't matter, you know, with Jimmy Johnson and Hendrick. Keep talking. You're making me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, um, I think Keselowski's team – they're they they're behind Stuart Haas. So everybody that's in there part of the Ford family. Yeah. But Keselowski's going to pull it together here, and I think he's going to be the the fourth guy in the. Is he going to find the sriracha? He's going to find the sriracha sauce. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's going to put it on his tamale. Well, I well that's and another story for another time. I I went way out on a limb and actually picked a guy who's won a race this year, Eric with a K Jones. And uh, now he won a quote-unquote race. It was a restrictor plate race at Daytona when three-fourths of the field was already on the airplane back to, back to Mooresville. But, uh, but, but he's also had a lot of good finishes before, and he had another good finish after. And I think he might be ready to win a couple more times this year, which would put definitely, if he, if he goes to the playoffs with three wins under his belt, which I'm going to predict right now, that means he's going to win two races in the next, what, six weeks or so. Uh, well, I just forgot. I forgot what a corner I just painted myself into. Okay, maybe one more win. I well, think he I, could actually win in the play, even if he yeah. gets, yeah, okay. well, gets to the playoffs with, let's say he gets to the playoffs with two wins. He wins one of the first three races in the playoffs. So he goes to the second stage with three wins. Three divided multiplied by two. But yeah. <laughs> I, he's my guy who I think will, uh, will break through into the big three and make it at least a big three and a half. How about okay. that? Yeah, well, that's not a big four. There's a definite separation no, between the, the top three guys and the rest. Do you like of the that? Field. I like that. Well, at least I like, at least you know, you know like domination. At least you know those three guys are battling each other, yeah. and and if you're doing like Truex won this week, yeah. and you know the four car and the eighteen car are going to work twice yeah. as hard to win this week. Yeah, so. it's a little like college football. It's Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and who's going to join them? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's by the end of the year, good analogy. Yeah. Good analogy. Well, thank you. <laughs> what uh, um, you you handed me a, a an Alex Bowman clip? Why did you do that? And what what's the reason? We're going to hear from well, Alex Bowman, but tell me why. Set in, this up in NASCAR this week, oh, which publishes 150 in, some odd papers in 150 some odd papers, some across, odder than others across this great land of ours and, and part of Canada and Canada, our, fr- our friends to the north. We charge them a little extra now to get it. You know that. Right? Well, the thing is, though, is there's a grandma in Canada in Canada. <laughs> Connecticut? Yeah, in Canada. Oh, and every, Canada. <laughs> every, like, twice a year, she she uh, sends me an email, which is, I think, funny. Yeah. And uh, most of it is very, like, thank you for, you know, giving us information. Sure. And and so I always, when, I'm, when we're working on this page every week, mm-hmm. 52 weeks a year. 53. Um, I'm always thinking about that grandma in Connecticut. Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> Canada, Manitoba, Connecticut. I don't. I don't remember where she's located, but it's, it must be like a really isolated because, like, she says, this is the only nat. This, That's See, it? hear that? That carries her through. That carries her every week. Well, bless our hearts. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, the reason for the the reason for the uh, for the clip mm-hmm. was because. Um, the Hendrick Motorsports people. Who? Are, who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that up and coming team. Yeah, Hendrick they moved to Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, uh, I, I, I've been looking for clips from them, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. And it's funny. As the season goes along, there's fewer and fewer clips. Nobody's talking to them. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so I got a rare Alex Bowman quip. Yeah. Qu- quip. 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 Yeah. Clip. Quip. Struggling today, aren't we? I am. Yeah. Uh, I should have had that third cup of coffee yeah. now that I think about it. Uh, so anyway, um, I, once I saw when I, when I saw the clip, I said we got to get this for Just the little lady in Connecticut. For, for <laughs> 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 so anyway, he talks a little bit about the struggle of the team and mm-hmm. blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just reaching for whatever I can get from that team right now. So, so we're looking for clues within this clip, right? Yes. Okay, here's Alex Bowman. I think it's great for Eric to, to get a win. Um, that, that was pretty cool. Obviously, I wish I got a win first, but that's just uh, kind of the, the way things go sometimes. As far as the cars, are you talking speedway racing or everywhere? I think my car's been pretty difficult to drive all year, but um, I, I think Kyle Busch's and Kevin Harvick's probably haven't been so difficult. But uh, I think it's a pretty good mix right now. Um, the aero stuff's always tough to get around. You can't unlearn what we've learned and, and make the racing better by just taking all that stuff away. We, we still have that knowledge, and we're going to use that aero grip everywhere we go. So that's definitely a, a tough thing to get around when it comes to racing, but... I think the cars are, are pretty hard to drive. At least mine is. Uh, I'll let you know if it gets too easy, though, for sure. Did you hear that? Did you hear what? That I think somebody just threw their engineers under the bus. Did yeah, you hear that? yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You're in a pickle right there if you're a driver. You want to say the car, the cars are hard to drive, but then you don't want people saying, "What's your problem?" Right. Yeah, you know, I'm not having any problem with it. Maybe they should get somebody else in there that doesn't think it's hard to drive. Right. Exactly. But uh, but anyway. At least he was, I think he was being honest anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, going back to the big three, those guys seem to just, like, glide around. Depending on what track, yeah. they just seem to glide around. They get out front. They stay out front. They lead laps. They One hand segments. on the wheel, your other elbow on the window. So. Yeah. So, I mean, when you got it, you got it. And uh, how many times have we seen guys chasing them and, you know, you got the elbows up, you know, yeah. trying yeah. to control their car and the other guys are just eh, eh, you know like your aunt quarter dot, turn like, like your aunt dot coming up the on ramp on 95 yeah <laughs> trying exactly to squeeze right. in between a couple of tractor trailers that's and a jimmy hauling hogs <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk road course charlotte they tested there uh you know as, as we know charlotte speedway has a little road course built within it they tweaked it adjusted massage threw up some cones they put a little detour a little little chicanery and uh, they decided that the second race of the season, the fall race at Charlotte, they're going to run it on the road course. I welcome that because I think any little tweak or change is is good, and I don't mind the road courses. Some old-timers aren't crazy about them. Right. So they're trying to come up with a perfect configuration, and last week they, a bunch of drivers went there and tested what they hope would be the final configuration that they had landed on that would uh, promote a good, exciting road course race at Charlotte. Mr. Kelly, you you are on the pulse of the racing nation. How did it go? Well, I think they did like a tire test last week, and then they had an open test for everybody this week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and in both cases, cars went into the tire fence. Yeah, and testing. You're not supposed to put them on the hook and take them away during testing. Apparently, the new 
the Roval Turn 1 area, yeah. which is at the end of the Quad Oval. Yes. All right. Is uh, a really tough turn because several cars have been in there. Um, last week it was Bubba Wallace who hit it on the sideways. And then uh, yesterday, uh, William Byron. Billy the Kid. You know, the hadn't heard anything from him lately. He hadn't made a lot of news. Why? What? You've got something to tell me about him? Yeah. What did he do? So he comes roaring through the, the quad oval at Charlotte. Yeah. And this was on NASCAR, you know, at NASCAR. Mm-hmm. This was on their Twitter feed, this clip. Yeah. yeah. And so he comes roaring through and just never turns the car. Oh, he forgot. <laughs> forgot the road <laughs> just course. Just goes right into the tire barrier. Oh, no. And then uh, I saw a picture of the car after the fact. Yeah. And, like, the whole front end is just crunched in. I mean, the tires, like, just grab the car. Going to have a hard so, time explaining that one. So I think uh, – I don't think – NASCAR, I you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I don't think they've certified the track yet. Yeah. And I think there there's just some tweaks to come. I think they have to make that first turn maybe a little wider or something or the the key is to make it challenging, but at the same time you've got to create some passing zones. Right. And the fear is that they're going to go there for that race and there's not going to be any passing zones and it's just going to be follow the leader other than when somebody you know decides they want to force the issue and they crash somebody um that that's the fear that's the problem at a lot of these road courses is that it's just not a lot of areas where there, there's only usually a lot of times one or two places where it's conducive to try to outbreak somebody and make a pass and a turn and that's uh and and that it would be they would be a lot more fun if if there was more more passing. Conducive is uh, yeah. we don't usually hear that in a podcast. Well, I'm trying to class up the joint a little. Wow, that's uh, you're, you got me scrambling. So anyway, my... the ro- the roval course, the roval, roval, yeah, road course on an oval, right? Uh, coming up in October, <laughs> it's still a ways away, and they still got some things they can do to hopefully promote some excitement to break up the chase. A little bit in a no, good way. So. I, I actually applaud Charlotte Motor Speedway. No. Because, as you know. <laughs> I want to join in. Thank you very much. I want you to be alone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Because um, that track is just a one-car track. Whoever gets out in front has the arrow advantage, and they yeah, run away from run everybody. And it's just, you know, ugh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's. they're trying something different. Let's give them uh, well. Tip of the I, 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 you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, very cautiously, because it seems of late whenever they try something different, sometimes I go, oh, why'd you do that? So not that there's any second guessing or backbiting to be had in this game, but if it doesn't work out, I think uh, some people will, uh, will will make it known and will uh, the the it will the critics will come out. People like, say, Kyle Bush, who we're going to talk about in the next segment. Right? Well, yeah, but uh 
at least they're you know willing to try different stuff. They you know. Well, put, you tell that to Kyle when he complains. Th- they put the restrictor plate on the All Star race just yeah. to see what would happen. Now yeah. they're going to be running the Roval yeah. instead of the Oval or try Quad Oval. They're digging. They're yeah, looking. they're trying. I, Search- you got to give them a, a tip of the hat again. Yeah. To, well, you tell Kyle that when he complains after it more Cowboy. <laughs> All right, well, we're, we're done with this segment. You know, did you did uh, you know that? Oh my God, it went by so fast. Yeah. All right, we're to, what do you know is has come and gone that's what we know that's all we know but we got we got a little more to talk about okay and we'll be right back uh, you'll get that big time auto racing now what you'll get sometimes is two drivers that are a little one's a little pissed at the other and one's a little either a little skittish about it and puts his tail between his legs or sometimes he just says uh you know the heck with you i'm gonna be mad right back at you well if you think back two races ago to the July race at Daytona, the Firecracker 400 Coke, Coca-Cola cracker, <laughs> soda cracker, um, Ricky Stenhouse had quite a, quite an eventful night. He, uh, he, he was blamed for triggering two big wrecks, uh, got one or two more by himself, got caught up in one. Uh, the first one, I still say, was not necessarily his fault because uh, Billy the Kid, Byron, checked up a little bit cut off and checked up in front of keselowski and in turn stenhouse got into the back of keselowski so that wasn't entirely his fault now and uh the second point of that is keselowski defended stenhouse in that instance right the second one however he was trying a little side drafting or something he got a little too close to kyle bush triggered another big one and uh stenhouse uh he he apologized he didn't he felt bad about it and all that but apparently, what it, what what got under his skin was uh, instead of just letting well enough, leaving well enough alone, Kyle Busch did what Kyle Busch does and uh, was bad mouthing Stenhouse and belittling him basically in, in the aftermath of all that. And Stenhouse decided, well, you know, I might reach out to these other people and, and apologize in a more formal fashion or a more personal fashion, but not to Kyle because he showed his ass after all this and apparently the following week they're at kentucky and he let kyle know about it now tell me everything you know about this and what is your take on the whole situation talking to you well okay so anyway they had they brought kyle into the media center and that was a topic of discussion we have a clip from that Mm -hmm. and then after that um when they were qualifying uh kyle was in his car strapped in with his helmet on okay so he's like defenseless i mean he can't do anything and uh, Stenhouse comes up to the driver's side window and, like, has the talk with him. Yeah. And just said, you know, just tells him what he told yeah. everybody, which Absolutely. was, I'm not going to apologize. Blah, blah, blah. And there was no sound. Yeah. NBC actually had a camera in the cockpit, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the sound on. So yeah. we don't know what was said. But uh, apparently it wasn't an apology. It was like, yeah. you know, yeah. this happened, this happened. Yeah. I'm not apologizing. Then slapped him on the helmet. And then uh, Bush just raised his hands up. Like, yeah. you know. So uh, there's some bad blood brewing there. I can tell you that yeah. right now. But uh, uh, the thing that bothered me about this is uh, people like Kyle Petty. In the pregame or right. pre-race, yeah. at, but before Kentucky, Kentucky, he was like, "Oh, this is terrible for the sport." You know, these guys shouldn't be allowed to do this kind of stuff. And I'm <laughs> like, Kyle, this is the this is bread yeah, and no butter. Yeah. 
this is manna from heaven. You don't yeah. say no to yeah. two guys going at it. I mean, yeah. you know, so anyway. He's, he's lost some sleep lately. He's probably sleep deprived of that young kid in the house. He's now. got a baby. Yeah. And he's all, he's a little too lovey-dovey at the time. He'll, he'll, he'll come back to his senses. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, going back. We're going to hear from Kyle Bush. We're going to hear from Kyle Bush about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Jr. All right. Right now, here he is. Stenhouse Jr. reach out to you this week? If so, did you communicate? And if so, was it worthwhile or a waste of time? He did not reach out. I am disappointed that he did not. Why? You wipe out half the field. I'm pretty sure there would be a pretty busy Monday for him, but there wasn't. So apparently he just doesn't care. So does that change how you race him? I I can't worry about people that far back in the field. And on the Ricky Stenhouse Jr., some drivers say, don't even bother to call me after because I know it's over. And then you call and say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't change anything. Are you one that feels like that's what you got to do and that it does make you feel better if someone does that? Uh, If you don't care, then don't reach out, you know. Um, If you did it purposefully, then don't reach out, you know. But if you actually have some remorse and and you're apologetic or you need to be, then I, I tend to reach out. You know, when I make mistakes or uh, when I do things I feel like hindered other drivers, then I always reach out and just say something like, hey, man, man, I, I, I hate it. I got into you. I'm sorry. You know, whatever. It's not going to change the fact, but at least you, you know, took that step. Um, so that, that's just that's my mindset. Other drivers have different mindsets. You know, to me, it's almost like a pitcher. uh a pitcher who throws an 88, 92 mile an hour slider, hit a guy with a slider, and everybody and the announcer always goes, "Well, oh, he wasn't trying to hit him, not with a breaking pitch. If he wanted to hit him, he'd throw in a fastball." So no, if I can throw a slider ninety, I'm gonna hit you with my slider and then pretend I didn't mean it. So if I could wreck a guy, mean to do it, whether it's purposely or purposefully, as Kyle said, two different words, two different <laughs> meanings. He said purposefully, which I don't think it was. If I don't think it was purposely or uh, purposefully. Um, but if I did, I would, hey, man, wreck a guy and then send him the text the next that night. Hey, dude, sorry, got away from me. Got a little air off my spoiler. Sorry about that. Hey, we'll get him in Rockingham. You know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I would be of the – all I'd want if I was a guy who got wrecked by another guy, just send me a little, hey, you know, just two-word text, my bad. That's all you got to do. Just do that. It's all over. Next time it'll be my bad. And he knows it's my bad than his bad. And he knows that you know that he knows that you know. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just I just know the image that Kyle portrays. He would be a hard guy to um, to try to make nice with, I would think. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I understand yeah, yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I just... And I think Kyle would have – I think Stenhouse would have, from what I gather, sent the requisite, my bad, except – that Kyle went on the rant that Kyle tends to go on afterwards, belittling guys who either A, aren't as good as him, or B, don't have as good of equipment as he does, or C, both of the above. Right. And uh, which I think is might be the case with Ricky Stenhouse. That's, I don't know. That is the case. So, I mean, Kyle Bush has shown himself to probably be as good as anybody in this era in terms of racing. Right. Uh, he obviously is amazing. Uh, but you know it helps to have good stuff too. So you, you know you got to have a little bit of both. And uh, Stenhouse is uh, lacking in one 
or the other or both compared to Kyle, right. not compared to most mortals. So I think that when Kyle kind of looks down his nose at him when says stuff like, well, I, I'm not going to worry about him because I don't, I don't you know, race back there with those guys. You know, that would piss me off just a tad, you know? Yeah, you know? I gotcha. Well, Stenhouse has to be confident in his abilities. He won a couple of Bush Series championships, right? So he's got – he thinks he – you know, and he probably can. I mean, we've never seen him in top flight equipment. Since he's been at Roush, it has slipped a rung. Except so. for their plate cars. Yeah. And their plate Ironically, cars. because Jack Roush has been the most vehement critic of plate racing in the history of NASCAR, I think. Yeah. Other than Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah. And Ken Willis. And Ken Willis. Yeah. yeah. And every other right-thinking uh, race fan. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? We're getting more plates next year. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I think plates would have helped at Kentucky. I know that you yeah, were, you were Well, out. you know what? I might not be so against them at the, at the mile, a mile and a half tracks, you know, bunching up the field there. But it just seems absolutely insane at Daytona and Talladega because you're just you're just itching, and we've had it. I mean, you're not just you know it's not like they haven't seen what can happen with plate racing. I mean, cars in the fence, airborne, blah blah blah. You know, yet uh, you got to have it close. Got to have people on the edge of their seat. And I'm not trying to sell TV time or tickets, so I guess I do not deserve to be heard from because I'm not in the business, and the business is selling and. Uh, my business is, you know, critiquing and <laughs> running down the hill, running down the hill to bayonet, to, to bayonet the wounded. You know. So anyway, wow, what a wow, what a lot in life that is. Gee whiz, <laughs> what did I? Where did I go wrong? Uh, anyway, that's it for uh, uh, you'll get that big time auto racing. We're gonna and uh, green white checkers. We're gonna talk a little bit about the Chad and Jimmy marriage. We're going to play the birthday game, and I think I'm going to whip out my uh, certified life coach, uncertified life coach hat and answer a question about, uh, I have no idea what it is, but I will find out. And we'll do that when we get back right after this. All right, green light checkers, Ken Willis, Gavin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse, Chad Canals, Jimmy Johnson, 18 years. They're going to push it to at least 20, it looks like. Yeah. Will they make it through 20? And that, uh, and what do you think about the whole thing? That's longer than uh, most Hollywood marriages. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I don't think other than uh, Richard Petty and who who was his crew chief? The chief. Maurice Petty was his engine builder. Why what do I <laughs> I don't ever do that. You get to an age where you forget names. Yes, Dale Inman. Dale Inman. Lord. So God, other than was... Dale Inman and Richard Petty, yeah. uh, I think this is the longest. Yeah, and they broke up for a while. Dale Inman went over. He was with uh, Terry Labonte. And won a right? championship. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Uh, now, remind me, Dale Inman, who's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. whose name we couldn't remember a few seconds ago. <laughs> um, was he with Richard for all seven of Richard's championships? And then he was with Terry for his first, so that would give him eight championships. Is that correct? I don't know. I can't remember his Hall of Fame induction thing, and they, if they might have said he had eight. You know, he, uh, Richard got his last one in 81. I thought it was 79. 79. He beat Daryl. Yeah, he won his last 581. Yeah. So... Uh, he came back on Daryl in the late stages of 79. So there's a chance, yeah, that... Uh, he could have eight overall. We should know that. We if, should know if that. If we find out, we'll come back and edit this. You get dumb when you get old, don't you? Oh, I know. I so know. Uh, Chad and Jimmy, they're, they're, that would... 
I was surprised to see there's a couple others, like at six years and eight years, like Keselowski and his guy, I think Joey yeah. and his yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, That's long. Yeah. But 18. Wow. And looking at 20 with two more years. And the I thing mean, is, is uh, they've openly uh, feuded with each other yeah. over the years. But they said that they, you know, their relationship is such, it's almost like brothers, I guess, where they can snipe at each other on the radio during a race and then be fine, you know, later in the day. It, it does. T- it is odd, and I and I do think that a lot of it must have to do with Rick Hendrick and his calming influence and his arm over the shoulder and the way he can <coughs> kind of brings out that you, you tend. He's one of the guys when you're around him, you tend to feel like you need to behave a little bit. Yeah, you just feel like you get you're in the presence of somebody who who behaves properly, and you just feel like okay. Well, you know, it's like when when you're with that one uncle, aunt, and uncle. Yeah, and, you know, drive the Buick and go to church every Sunday, and sometimes I think Wednesday. I think that's a characteristic of a successful car owner because you just think about Joe Gibbs, yeah, and how he had to deal with Tony Stewart yeah. all those years, yeah, yeah, Penske, Penske yeah. with Rusty, yeah. And then there's Richard Childress, so <laughs> just take his watch off and come after you if you. <laughs> He's a gentleman to a point. <laughs> Hold my watch. <laughs> See, now that's how you handle Kyle Busch. Yeah, right? there you go. Yeah. That's right. Speaking of which, yeah, that's right. That was the hold my watch moment. Woo! Oh, so, so anyway, at Hendrick, yeah. um, and I'm glad you brought up Hendrick. Oh, thank you for being glad. Because uh, if they don't win this weekend at New Hampshire, mm. New Hampshire, Oh, I know what you're going to say. And We're they don't break out the balloons. They don't get the lobster. Yeah, for winning at New Hampshire. Yeah, then it's going to be one calendar year without a win. Without a win. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? It is. And uh, so the last win that Hendrick had was July 23rd, 2017. Yep. At Indianapolis. Yep. Casey Kane. It, oh my goodness, that's right. <laughs> oh. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. So. If they don't win this weekend, now, of course, the schedule has changed, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if they don't win this weekend, it'll be one calendar year. It'll be 12 months cool. since Hendrick Motorsports well, has won a race. I, and they're not going to win because they're, they're, none of their guys are sniffing victory. Uh, well, it could rain or something, you oh. know. <laughs> okay. Spawn insane and pray for rain. Yeah. Okay. All right, you want to play the birthday game? It's going to be a very short one. This no, week. no, no. We got to do. No, want, we're going to say that's going to be at the oh, end. Oh, that's going to be the last one. Okay. Yeah. Play the birthday game. It's very short. The week ahead is very uh, not much. No, we're slim pickings. Okay. That was the first one. Slim pickings. Slim pickings. <laughs> he would be about 105. I yeah. think, If he was around today, what in the wide wide world of sports <laughs> is going on? All right. Uh, this weekend, Saturday, we're venturing out of NASCAR. Oh, but we're staying under the NASCAR umbrella for ah. ARCA racing legend Bobby Gerhardt. Out of Lebanon, Pennsylvania. He's the Richard Petty of Arca and Daytona. I think, uh, what's his name? Uncle Jed is the real Richard Petty of Arca. He's got like six or five, six, seven championships. Frank Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Bobby Gerhardt is the uh, the Daytona Richard Petty of Arca. Now you got me all screwed up. Won a bunch of Arca 200s here in Speed Weeks. Bobby Gerhardt, Lebanon, uh, Pennsylvania. Tough as go, nails. I'm just going to go with an even number 60. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God. You're telling me you didn't cheat? No, I didn't even know. I didn't you know if you were talking about Kimmel. Think, I want or, you to think back to your Catholic upbringing and the days you would go and they'd spray the water on you and, and you would the holy water and me, you would take communion. I'll take. And think back to all that and that, and that fear my, you had. I'm put your my heart. hand on Earnhardt and say, "You are not cheating." I'm not cheating. Okay, 
Oh, I tell you what. All right. Monday. Monday. Roy Buckshot Jones. Oh, Buckshot. Buckshot Jones. Oh, my God. You know, he came and went. He, he was, came and he was, came, he was, hit a few things and left. Yeah. <laughs> So I say, I tell you what the Buckshot Jones Randy LaJoy look that up on YouTube. That was great stuff in the old Bush series from Buckshot and Randy LaJoy were just I mean it's like they were just taking dead aim on each other. They yeah. were I mean they wouldn't even pretend. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Buckshot Jones birthday is uh 5 days from this day as we sit here in pod next Monday. Roy Buckshot Jones. Buckshot so ninety twenty three. So what I'm thinking is, is he was. Oh, I like to watch the gears turn on this. So he's like twenty five years, and he was in his oh. early twenties. Oh, so starting to smoke. Forty five. Not bad. Forty eight. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking forty eight, yeah. but then I was like, nah. Yeah, like Randy LaJoy was his foil in the Bush series, and then there briefly for a couple of months in the cup when he tried to go cup. He had a couple run-ins with uh, Brett Bodine that were pretty comical at times. So anyway, that's the birthday game. Not bad. Hopefully next week we'll have a little more variety, uh, a few more, a uh, few more names to throw out there at you, and you can show off your wizardry. So what do you got for oh, me? Oh, okay. So on Twitter, if you have a question about life, uh, liberty, liberty, pursuit of happiness, uh, racing comes to mind, cooking, um, and okay. So you got a cooking question. Oh, I did? From Mitch. Mitch. Okay. All I'm right. Ready. I am an uncertified, unlicensed, but unmatched life coach. Okay. So Mitch writes, hey, Willie. Hey, Willie. I love to cook and use a lot of olive oil. Can I use the standard 30 weight with veggies <laughs> and chicken, or should I use a 10W40 with veggies and poultry? That's a cute question, but uh, check some check on a, there's a there's an avocado oil out there that you can use instead of olive oil. Uh, try that and let me know what you think. Some people like that better than the olive oil. I like uh, I don't want to overdo the oil olive oil. I just spray Pam if I'm just you know doing eggs or whatever. But if I'm uh, sautéing vegetables, olive oil's good. Uh-huh. Um, another thing I like to do with olive oil is, uh, you know, Brussels sprouts are one of the new trendy foods, you know, and they're mm-hmm. good, good for you. A lot of places you get the appetizer Brussels sprouts, and they put the little candied bacon on it and some blue cheese. This is unbelievable. Right. But I just make it plain and simple. I, I chop the foot off chop it in half and i put a, a bunch of it you know in tin foil and i uh and i will drizzle olive oil over that and then some salt and pepper close it up and as soon as i crank the grill i go ahead and i put that on the back of the grill and then when i go ahead and grill everything else by the time i'm grilling the meat and everything else the brussels sprouts are pretty much have steamed themselves to edibility <laughs> so yes, olive oil is good for a lot of things, but try that uh, avocado oil and get back to me. All right, now strangely enough, um, we've got a guy named Michael, another guy named Matthew, mm-hmm. and they're, they they want to know uh, their questions are very similar, so I'm yeah. just going to lump them together. Um, they want to know uh, they're bringing back these old TV shows. Yeah, they're reviving old TV shows with new people, new production, with new people. Why five O? Is. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. So they want to know, like, what what next? And they're bringing back Magnum P.I., so don't use that. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So what's the next old TV show that they're going to bring back? Well, uh, I guess Hogan's Heroes is out because (laughs) (laughs) they can can update the the characters and the uh, nationalities. Uh, I would I would like to say Get Smart, but I think they remade a movie. They did a movie, Steve Carell, right? Yep. About six or eight years ago, yep. they did that as a movie. I would like to think they could do that as a series, and he would be a great, you know, he's too big for that kind of thing now, I assume. But I would love, I love Get Smart. A modern take on uh, the Munsters or Adams family, to me, would be great. One or the other, take your pick. A lot of people were vehemently... Uh, in favor of one of those shows over the other, but me, I kind of I liked them both so much. I did not fall into either camp. I liked them both. Well, they were um, good for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but I I think you could do something. I know they did an Adams Family movie too several years ago, but it seems to me that you could take one of those two. But uh, yeah, I guess he hauls out of the question. <laughs> I would say get get smart would be uh, would be one I would love to see come back. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would like to see a modern take on Get Smart. <coughs> yes, is that is that how's that? That's good. Hey, Will, do you have a do you have an answer for that one? Um, I was, you know, as you were talking, I was trying to think of something, and all I could think about was a steak on the grill. So that's oh, really? Yeah, I was How like about Bonanza. I had my well, my wife would love that. She yeah. watches. There was like twenty five seasons of Bonanza, yeah. and she's been watching that for on vacation last week. I passed a a, a cutout on the coast. Where it was like off beach parking, and it was a big beach area, and it was the Dam Blocker Beach. Yeah, near Santa Monica, north of Santa Monica. Hoss? Hoss Cartwright. Hoss. I miss him. God. Oh, man. Yeah, and, I th- and, and I'm thinking, all right, did he live here? Was he from here? I looked it up real quick. He's from Texas. You know, he looks like he was from Texas. Oh, yeah. But uh, Dan Blocker, yeah, he was from, uh, you know, he was a, he had a Purple Heart or two. He was a war hero from the Korean War, died at 43. Pulmonary aneurysm. Holy Paul's cow! Cartwright. He died while the show was still going on, and so they did one more season without him. But you know, he was a big old hoss. They, yeah. couldn't, they couldn't keep going without him. So. Well, that was pretty good because yeah. I mean that show was on for more than twenty years. Yeah, he had a good run, but gosh, them, them aneurysms—they don't fool around. No, yeah. they do not. I'm scared. I'm going to get out of this pod right now. <laughs> if we talk about it, it won't happen. Knock on for Micah or whatever that is. All right, Ken Wellis, Goblin Kelly. This has been the Daytona Motor Mouse, and we'll do it. We do it. Uh, we do a new one every Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday. Anything to say before we go? Uh, just uh, you know, keep an eye out in New Hampshire, and uh, keep an eye on the Hendrix, uh, the seventeen eighteen car. It's easy to remember. Yeah, seventeen eighteen. Seventeen eighteen. Yeah. Till next time. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.